praise God. And we just love Pastor Dean and Holly Kemp. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for this opportunity here. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, the marketplace, the form for transformation. Uh, I'm just going to read the first couple of lines of uh, chapter 7. It says, that very night a person was searching for something under the street light when a police uh, uh, on duty asked him what he was doing. And he replied, I'm looking for my keys that I dropped a uh, half a block away. Perplexed, the officer inquired, why are you searching here for them? The reply was, uh, was a great reply that he had here. He said, because there is no light over there. And I mean, it's just so much power in just that little saying right there because he was looking for his keys a half a block away where there was light. But where he lost his keys, it was darkness. And the officer asked him, why are you looking for your keys here? He said, because there's no light over there. I come into the light to look for it. So it, it brings you to the next point when he said, when Paul got saved, God told Paul to... Uh, in order to go to the Gentiles and to the kings and then to the children of Israel. But Paul ended up getting that out of order. God told him to do that in that particular order. But he ended up going into the synagogue first. And he, and he come to realize that he was not even reaching the Gentiles because it was no Gentiles or kings in a synagogue. So well, he, he, he came to realize that he had some things out of order. So... God, you know, got with him and he, you know, ended up telling him, you need to go to the Gentiles. I told you to go to the Gentiles first. So uh, Paul ended up uh, getting kind of frustrated in the synagogue and he ended up stepping out. And what he did was Paul had a, a pulpit ministry. He had a ministry in the church and he got, a lot of people got touched, got saved, got delivered, but he wasn't seeing uh, what God was calling him to do. So then what happens, he ended up meeting a couple called uh, Aquila and Priscilla. I guess I'm saying their names right. And Paul ended up teaming up and partnering with them in the marketplace. And Paul was a tent maker. So he took his pulpit, his pulpit ministry that he had in the church and he took it outside the church and joined the marketplace ministry. And then that's when it really exploded. His ministry took off. It exploded because he got what? In divine order. He got back in that alignment, in that order. When the father told him to go to the Gentiles, to the kings, and then to the children of Israel. So when he got back in order, and I believe that's what the father is doing right now with the body of Christ. I believe that we're stepping out in this new age. Because see, we don't realize that we're in a whole new season and a whole new age right now. Church is not the same. Church is coming out the four walls right now and going into the marketplace. We always say we're going into the streets. Well, yeah, you're going into the streets, but also you're going, you're taking your same pulpit, which you used to preach for in the synagogue, in the churches, and you're bringing it into the marketplace where you can be more effective. Because the Father is saying right now, that's where signs and wonders are going to follow the divine preach word of God when we take it to the marketplace. And that brings me to the story of what just happened um, this weekend with uh, Heather and uh, Darren at the uh, Saints and Sinners. You know, I, and I was telling Pastor Dean this uh, earlier, 
uh, said what was what has happened. He has ordained two, uh, you know, more, but it's two of them so far, ecclesias right now. And that's apostolic. That's an apostolic calling when he did that, when the Father put that on his heart to do that. But what they have done, what, what Heather and Darren have done, they have moved out of the church and they are partner with the marketplace ministry. They have taken their same pulpit, they're preaching the same gospel, and they took their pulpit and brought it into the marketplace, into a bar. I mean, what a place, what an what a unlikely place to start a church in a bar. And I, and I was writing down, I was thinking about this as I was reading this chapter. I mean, a lot of people go to the bars when they're trying to hide. That's a dark place. Go back to the front of the story, the beginning of the story with the keys and, and everything. The keys in a dark place. But people like to go into a bar and hide. And sometimes they go in there because they're hurting. They like to drink away their problems. And they're hurting. They like to sit there and drink alcohol and, and try to cover up and soothe their problems because they're really hurting. But what Heather and Darren is doing, they're bringing the ministry to the bar. And, and it's like they're changing this bar from a bar to a hospital because you come to well, people in the hospital, you go to the hospital because you're sick. And they're going to be right there ministering the gospel. And I got a chance to really see what it was like because it was my first time last night to really be in there. But the presence of God was really, really strong in there. And, um, and it was just seeing where it was located. I mean, it's located on Bourbon Street. And it's like you can say that's in the heart of the darkest place ever. It used to be dark, but not no more because the street light is on now and the light has come. For the, for the Bible says, arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of God shall rise upon you. And that's what has been done in that place. And it's such a powerful move of God and what God has done. I mean, you're just going to give up your church. I mean, I'm just like, just want to commend them for doing this because they just gave up their ministry and just said, okay, we're going to go into and start our ministry in a bar. And, and I guarantee you, revival has begun there, and that's why they call it the Bourbon Street Revival because it has happened. It's, something is going on in there, and, all, and the nations all over the world is going to hear about that place. And right there in the center, right there in the heart, and the same thing that Pastor Dean and Holly Kemper, as we as Voice of the Kingdom did in Jackson Square, right there in the heart of the city, something being done, something so small. It may look small, and I was saying it earlier tonight, you know, we may cannot see what God is doing right now. You may not see it in the natural. We may not see the numbers, the thousands or the hundreds coming, but something has happened in the realm of the spirit because even this second time that we were there, there was so much peace in the atmosphere. I mean, that the, the, it was hot, but it wasn't hot because the wind, God kept blowing a, a good, cool breeze. But, I mean, the wind kept going. Every time somebody say, man, it's so hot. As soon as they said, a breeze come. A cool breeze would come through there. And the Lord was saying, you know, he was just really smiling upon that opportunity in this time that we took uh, a Sunday to put aside to really pray for this city, this state, and this country. Because something is really happening right now. And I believe that um, by the ecclesia coming out of the church and going into the marketplace, that's where we're really going to touch the hearts of the people. And just like the chapter says, they touch, Paul ended up touching one person. And it was in Corinth. And his name was uh, Crispus. He was a principal 
of the synagogue, but he was a very, very powerful man. And I believe uh, uh, Pastor Dean was saying his last uh, time when he was up teaching, he was talking about, you know, um, the cardinal or the bishop and, uh, and Drew Brees. And he was just making a, an example. But when you touch, when one person in that kind of class, in that kind of caliber get touched and they get born again, do you know how many lives that they would affect? And, it, and the book was using Bill Gates and, and his wife. If they was able to get touched and born again, how many lives would be touched just for them uh, really receiving the gospel, having miracles happen in their lives? I mean, it's just amazing what God is really doing right now. And I believe that the Father is moving his moving out of the four walls of the church into the marketplace for us to really see what he's really doing. He's doing something very, very powerful. And, and Pastor Dean was saying, well, he's believing a thousand. And just like Heather said last night, that's a small number because God is raising up tens of thousands of ecclesias right here in this city. Something is happening, people, right here in the city of New Orleans. Just like Chuck Pierce prophesied, there's a sound being released out of the city of New Orleans. And I didn't, when, we, when I heard that word, I didn't know it was going to come out of Bourbon Street. I mean, on Bourbon Street out of a bar, because I didn't know about it then. But and when I heard that word from Chuck Pierce, when he said there's a sound coming out of Louisiana that's going to touch the nations of the world. It's a prophetic word, and it's really happening. There's a sound. That's a, a distinct sound that's going to come forth from Louisiana, and it's going to touch the nations of the world. Hallelujah. And I wanted to also talk about how when, when Pastor Dean asked me to, uh, to, to minister or talk about, you know, chapter 7, and I had asked him tonight, I said, uh, Pastor Dean, did you know um, a certain verse and a part of this chapter was about um, the word that God has been giving me? And uh, he was like, no, no, I'm not that good you know, to try to set that up. And I said, it's just so many prophetic symbolism in this particular chapter. And when it says here, it says the peacemakers cannot um, be hostile. But the verse of the scripture that the Father has been giving me about this word shalom and about peace is Matthew 5, 9. It says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they are sons of God. See, when we rise up as sons of the Most High God, we got to know who we are in Christ, and we got to know where we are in Christ. And we are becoming and the, and the title of the message that the Father has been putting on my heart, the rising sons of Shalom. So that's the main verse that the Father has been giving me. And it happened to be in this chapter that he wanted me to teach on tonight. And I'm just like, that is amazing. That is really amazing. Because it says in there, you know, where when, when, when there's a hostile situation, what we're supposed to do as peacemakers, come and bring peace. I mean, and, and peace is the English word for the Hebrew word shalom, which shalom is a very, very powerful word, and it destroys the authority that causes chaos. And it also means completeness and wholeness. So when you are a carrier or when you are a peacemaker, we are stepping into a place where there is hostility and confusion and strife. All you do is step in there, and you're going to shift and change atmospheres when you step in there being sons of shalom. I'm telling you, it's really, really a powerful word because Jesus did it when it was, when it was stepped on the boat and he said, let's go on to the other side. And a great storm rose up in that boat. That was chaos, trying to stop them, preventing them from going over to the other side from this demon-possessed man to get delivered. 
It was trying to stop them. But Jesus was sleeping. He was resting in the boat. He didn't let the storm bother him because why? Because he is shalom. The Bible says that in uh, Matthew 9, 6, that he's the prince of peace, which is Saul Shalom. So when he rose up, when they awakened him out of, that, out of his deep sleep, out of his rest, because we're in this time right now, we're in a season in the age of rest right now. And so we got to know where we are, and that's where we are right now. We're in the age of rest right now. And you, if we're not doing warfare like we used to do it anymore. We're not doing warfare that same way. It's something that the Father is doing now. Because the word is coming forth so powerful now. It's not by power. It's not by might. But it's going to be done by his spirit. It's that way that he gets all the glory for everything that's about to be done right now. Because we're going to sit back and we're going to just really enter in his presence and release the sound and the frequency that God has given us. And he's going to do it. He's stepping in. The angelic presence is here. Even when we was out there in Jackson Square this weekend, I mean... It was just so powerful because it wasn't that many people, but the presence was so strong there. You can sense it. You can just walk around. I mean, they had other people just walking by. And as you can see, they had a fast pace as they was coming, but they started slowing down. Because what was happening was they was getting caught up in the presence. They stepped into something. They don't even realize what they stepped into. But you can see people walking. They was walking fast. And all of a sudden, they, they slowed down their pace, and they just started looking. Some, you can just sit back and watch, and they just start looking around. Why? Because they sensed the presence and the peace of God that was so strong in that place, right there in that one little spot, that God is really doing something really powerful. And that's the form. That's what he's talking about, the form, a meeting place where ideas and views come together and exchange. There's an exchange that happened uh, yesterday, Sunday. There's an exchange in the atmosphere. It's an open portal for sure now. It's just like on Jacob's ladder when Jacob laid his head up on that, on that rock and the angels of God was ascending and descending. There's an open heaven right now in that place. A portal has been opened. A holy portal has been opened right there. So I believe God is really doing something very, very powerful. Transformation has come to the city of New Orleans. Ecclesias are rising up, and we're going out into the marketplace to change the hearts of kings, business owners. Things are really, really happening right now. Uh, even on my job, things are happening. You know, the business owners just trying to just asking questions about peace, about presence, about blessing. When they start asking questions like that, you know something is really, really happening now. And I just want to share an encounter that I had that one time just sitting there, and I was telling Pastor Dean about this encounter. I'm sitting there talking. We're in a business meeting at my desk sitting there talking, and I had this open I start First, I started sensing the presence of the Lord. And I didn't know what was going on, so I was just sitting there talking about work. And I looked in front of my desk through the closed door. I see the Lord just walk through the door in his white gown, his white garments with a staff in his hand with a shepherd staff in his hand and he was just standing there smiling he didn't say anything he was just standing there smiling all I can do is just like wow I just kept feeling waves and I was trying not to make any kind of facial expression because I'm sitting there me and my boss we sitting there and we talking about work and I'm asking the Lord I'm like wow what's going on in here I mean I'm just like really and it kept getting stronger so I had to turn my face this way so he wouldn't see my expression I'm just like wow wow just making all these kind of facial expressions because he was getting stronger so that day passed and I asked the Lord I said Lord how did that happen I mean 
why did you walk into the office? And he, and he gave me this little phrase. And he said, this is something that we all need to be doing. He said, when you are in a state of rest and your mind is upon me, I manifest. So when you're in a state of rest and your mind is on me, I manifest. I say, well, Lord, I want my mind and I, I wasn't, I was talking about work. He said, no, you thought you was talking about work, but your mind was on me. And you had already entered a state of rest. And you stayed in that state of rest from morning prior. It just carried over into the workplace. So that's, what, that's what's happening right now. It's an outpouring of his spirit. It's a carryover as we go into the secret place and in our prayer closet and we go up into the marketplace. It's a carryover. It's an overflow in the marketplace. And I believe my boss got, got touched that day because uh, something happened. Something shifted that day. And I remember till this day, that day I can pinpoint when the Lord walked into that office that something happened in the atmosphere. So hallelujah. Praise God. That's chapter 7. <laughs> you want to tell the story of that? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to tell the story of that. Oh, yeah, when we was, yesterday when we were um, out there, uh, I was trying to leave, leave, and these guys came up, and they started talking to me. And um, they, they just kept talking and talking, and I was just telling me their testimonies and everything. And, he said, and he, the guy looked at me and said, man, I want to give you something. And I said, okay. And uh, so I said, okay. And he reached in his Bible and he gave me this keychain with this heart. And it says on it, key to change. It said, key to change. And it's a heart. And I remember Pastor Dean had, was talking about that place where we were praying right there in Jackson Square is the heart of the city. And here it is, he gives me a heart and said, a key to change. And Yesterday, my star David came off my chain, and I had, and when I was coming there, I end up, uh, I said, man, my star David come off. So I end up putting a little key on my chain instead. So I put a key on my chain, and then I get this key chain when I get there. And it's a, and it's a heart, and it's a heart, and it's a key to change. I mean, that is so prophetic how the Lord is really speaking right now. And I'm just like, I was just amazed. Well, what happened yesterday? And I was just like, wow, Father, thank you. Huh? Oh, oh, last night? Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, Chris prophesied. Yeah, yeah, he was just saying, like, you see things that, you know, other people don't see, and, and God is just going to, a mantle has rested upon your life, and, and you've probably been frustrated because you see things before they really happen, and then you're trying to explain it, and you just, so I mean, I was, that, that word was so on. I was just like, wow. I mean, I mean he really hit, hit that word. It was dead on. So I just say, he didn't know me. It was my first time there. I was like, wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.